You're listening to Beyond the Ribbon, a podcast of the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center. This podcast is brought to you by Kia of Amarillo, proud member of the Auto Inc. family of dealerships. Be sure to check out their website at kiaofamarillo.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. My name is Ryan Parnell, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and oncology nurse, Pam McMillan. Hey, Ryan. How are you today? I'm doing good, Pam. You? I'm good. Hey, when you think of the center, what do you think we focus on? Uh, you know, that's a trick question. Um, cause we focus on a lot, <laughs> but no, ultimately I, I really, we talk a lot about wellness. Wellness, We do. We and when talk, you say wellness, what do you think that means? Well, so when you look at what wellness is, right, Pam, it talks about like there's six types of wellness or eight types of wellness and five types of wellness. I mean, it's all these things, but I think ultimately it is kind of like mind, body, and spirit right. and um, emotional wellness, um, physical wellness, uh, mental wellness. I, I like to think we provide a good social wellness here as well. Yeah, you know, and um, wellness, it can be a lot of things, like you said. But sometimes um, we might forget about spiritual care. Yeah. And, you know, when we started talking about doing this podcast, I might be kind of um, naive or dumb about knowing what spiritual care is. Yeah. Because, you know, we may associate that with a religion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited to learn about spiritual care today. Absolutely. When we, both in our previous lives, you know, we worked at a, a location that had spiritual care and had mm-hmm. uh, folks that would come around and, and do things. And, and yeah, I would tend to agree with you. Sometimes it's a question of what is and what is not. And right. so uh, really, let's jump into this episode. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really excited. Um, someone who's been on our podcast before, way back in the beginning. Very beginning. Maybe episode number two or maybe even one, somewhere in like there. Uh, but Mary Margaret Gertie is joining us again. Mary Margaret, hey how y'all. are you? I am great. Well, good. We're super excited because, um, you know, we had you on early, early, and a lot of things have happened since then. Uh, you came on to talk about um, self-care. Mm-hmm. And uh, those of you that are listening, and, and I know, Pam, we've talked on countless times, referred back to the spoon theory that you- I think you that was one of your favorite episodes. Educated <laughs> us on. Yeah. And, and the fact that, remember, Pam, that she said she picks weeds for self-care. Right. Yes, <laughs> I still do. In fact, I did that last night. Yeah. <laughs> well, come over to my house. I've got, <laughs> I've got some you can pick. Um, but no, a lot has happened since then because um, Mary Margaret has now kind of joined our staff and is doing a lot of things and teaching, and we'll jump into some of that. But let's remind our folks- who you are and what you do. Well, hey, everybody. I am Mary Margaret Gertie and excited to um, just talk to you about what is spiritual care. And this is something that um, I've been passionate about for many years. And I do it actually um, professionally as a chaplain here at uh, one of the local hospitals. Um, But since I've been um, Working with uh, Matt patients here at the Survivorship Center, um, I have it's just been on my heart that um, maybe this is something that the the Survivorship Center can be um, adding to um, its list of things. Like there are so many classes that we offer for people, and and the great thing about it is there's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to take um, an exercise class or you want to go be on a walking tour group, or you want to go ride bikes, or you want to do art projects, so many different things that um, 
the survivorship clinic offers. Um, but spiritual care really um, maybe isn't one of those things that has been offered. And right. so we're super excited that, that maybe we can start offering that for um, people. And so what is, what is spiritual care? Before well, you start on what it is, yeah. do you have to have a background to provide spiritual care? Well, I'll tell you my background. I actually have a master's degree in pastoral counseling that um, I received from Denver Seminary, um, gosh, almost six six years ago now. Um, that, yeah. that, that sounds amazing. But here we are six, uh, six years later. And um, so, yes, I do have specialized training in um, spiritual care um, with chronic illnesses, with traumas, um, all different kinds of things that I can work through because at the end of the day, um, no matter what has come into your life, what, whatever kind of trauma, whether it's uh, a medical trauma or a physical trauma or a cancer diagnosis, um, it could be a whole myriad of, of possibilities. Um, but it always kind of comes back to that question that people always come back to like, why, why do bad things happen to good people? Mm-hmm. And um, all the thoughts and the emotions and the feelings that come with that as you're grappling with, um, you know, specifically here, a new cancer diagnosis. Um, that can just bring up a whole bunch of things that you don't know what to do with in your heart mm-hmm. and in your mind. And, um, you know, if we're going to talk about wellness here, um, we need to look at a holistic approach, of, of how we can be a healthy human. Right. Right. And so if we are mind, body, and spirit, then our spirit is making up 33% of what we are. And so we need to pay attention to that. And how is our spirit feeling? Um, so there's this whole concept of, um, it's a big old long word called psychoneuroimmunology. And essentially, um, it's a big fancy word that I learned, um, in my counseling classes in seminary that, uh, essentially your mind and your body and your spirit are all working together. And if one of them is out of whack, all of them are out of whack. And so um, psycho and neuro, meaning what is going on in your heart and your head, um, is completely and directly affecting the immunology, the how your body is reacting um, to medicines, how well it is healing. Um, and so any way that we can be healthier mentally and spiritually is going to absolutely help our physical health as well. And it's going to allow our bodies to heal better and to accept and use the medicines um, that these doctors are asking us to use to fight off this new cancer that we've been diagnosed with. Yeah. It almost kind of, um, when you put it that way, it makes clear sense as to the importance, because we talk a lot too, right, about mental health and how important mental health is and how important physical health is. And if you're overlooking that other third, then, um, yeah, you're, you're neglecting 33%. Mm-hmm. Um, is spiritual care, is it religious? It is and it isn't. It doesn't have to be. Um, and I think that's what maybe scares a little people, some people maybe yeah. to getting involved in something like this. Um, but it really is just kind of doing a deep down soul search of how, how do I feel about this diagnosis and how do I move forward with this diagnosis? Um, and, and, and where does my spirit sit with all of this? Again, you go back to that, um, 
question of, you know, why do bad things happen to good people when we're just not making sense of it? Um, and so it's super important that we pay attention to um, what our what our spirit is saying on the inside of us. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to sit and talk about, um, you know, a, a triune God and bring out all this theology and, you know, all these things. Um, what it means is I'm going to sit down with you and just take you where you're at. It doesn't matter if your faith background is the same or different or it's non-existent. That's fine too. You still have a spirit that needs yeah. to be um, taken care of. And so um, that's what we do. I just, I, I'm going to sit down and visit with you and talk with you and uh, wherever you're at, I'm going to meet you where you're at and we're going to move forward from there. It sounds a lot kind of like what we talk about here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whether you are in treatment, whether you are out of treatment or 10 years out of treatment or 15 years, it's where you are right. in the process and in the journey. Moving that ball down the court, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. So how do people get involved in spiritual care? I mean, is it only at hospitals? Is there things outside of the hospital that are spiritual care? Oh, actually, there's a lot of major corporations that uh, have chaplains on staff, like places like Tyson Food and, uh, you know, big corporations have, um, I think, I think I know the the Toyota Street Toyota has their own chaplain for their um, for their staff as well. And so, again, it's it's just trying to meet the needs of 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 where the people are, Um, again, if we're saying that as a person, as a holistic person, I'm body, mind, and spirit. Um, I need to be attending to yeah. this as well. So if I was to go to counseling and I was to go to spiritual care, what is the major difference? I think, I think with, um, if we're going to go back to somebody with a faith background, we're really going to kind of dig in deep, like how, how does God or, your higher power or whatever you look to for your sense of purpose. Um, we're we're going to dig more into that. Um, and so, you know, if, if you have a faith background where you, you know, read the Bible and um, something like that, we're going to talk about maybe like wh- what does scripture say about this? How does scripture help us learn mm-hmm. how to be a better and more whole person? Um, if it's something if you're something from maybe another religion, um, like a world religion, like I'm trained to help you in that too. Um, and I will do more research to help you with that. Um, maybe a Hinduism or, or Buddhism, like I can help you with that. Again, the whole goal of spiritual care is not that, um, you don't ever, the big word is prosthetize. Um, you're not ever going to go in and, and say, well, this is what you need to do and this is what you need to think and this is what you need to believe and this is what you need to feel. No, none of that. Again, it's me meeting you where you're at um, and and really looking at where do you find your sense of purpose and your sense um, of, of what what is your higher power in your life because we all have one. Some of, some of us just have different names for it and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I want to meet you where you're at and just help you explore that and how that um, your sense of higher purpose can feed into what you're going through with a, with a cancer diagnosis or treatment or after treatment. 
I would imagine too, there's a little bit, or I shouldn't say a little bit because I don't know, but maybe there's an aspect of like this um, peace and Mm -hmm. being at peace, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, both uh, from a mental standpoint and a spiritual in your spirit, you have, you have a peace and well-being of, of what's going on with, you know, how you're feeling or the next step or the news you got or those kinds of things. I would imagine, does that play a a pretty decent sized role as well? Absolutely. It does. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes cancer survivors always say, well, why me? Why me? You know, and Mm -hmm. I can imagine that spiritual care can help get you through that question of why not me? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I can just help you explore whatever that looks like for you, because the thing about um, we're all we're all wired up differently. Right. We all have different personalities and different characteristics and we all look different. Like none of us are the same. And so the thing about spiritual care is that no two stories are ever the same. And so I have to take this person's and I call it their sacred story because it is personal Mm. and unique to them. Um, and no one else gets to have it except for you. And so it is, um, you do have a sacred story. And so what, what can I do to help your spirit within your heart? Um, have a sense of peace. I think that's a perfect way to put it, right? Yeah. Golly. Uh, you know, Pam, it goes back to one of the things we've talked about sometimes folks that are involved in counseling or, in, or that are counselors, um, man, they've got um, a very calm demeanor mm-hmm. and a very soothing voice as we hear from Mary Margaret. It must be a qualification it is. that they all have to It have. is. Like, it oh, was a class I took it was, in seminary. It was right? it the first <laughs> thing? Walk in here and read this and, and then no, you're, you're not, you're not counting. You're not, you're not, you're not going to make it. Um, but you know, just to, to sit down and listen and, and be a sounding board um, for someone while they're going through. And I know you get some of this too, a little bit during some of your one-on-ones when you do your treatment summaries and care plans with survivors is, you know, um, validation, um, maybe some navigation, uh, and a lot of just helping them kind of walk through that crazy journey. Yes. You know, and like you said, every journey is different. Mm -hmm. So what else can you tell us that about spiritual care that our listeners may need to know? Uh, I think it's, I think it's spiritual care really is going to be teaching or walking through um, somebody help draw, draw strength from what gives them a sense of purpose. Um, Because we, we all want a sense of purpose, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we want in our life. We want to do purposeful things for ourselves and for other people. And, and sometimes when we get um, a cancer diagnosis, man, that can just feel like it's been thrown out of the window and what is my purpose at this point now that I have XYZ mm-hmm. um, diagnosis on my name. And and so if I can help you um, find purpose and, and help you cope better with um, this diagnosis and, and whether that is including um, faith into this or it's not like it's okay. Like because we, again, we all have a spirit and we all need to care for it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I think you've you've done a, a great job. You know, you mentioned early on about mat training, and if you're if you're wondering what in the world is mat training, it's uh, memory and attention adaptation training, and it's our um, cognitive function class mm-hmm. 
for um, treatment-induced cognitive impairment, many times referred to as chemo brain, but you don't have to have chemo to have chemo brain side effects. Radiation does the same thing. Um, and a lot of times you've said in going through your classes with one-on-ones that it kind of morphs itself into a counseling session, uh, a spiritual care mm-hmm. session. Yes, And so does. I think that's that's such a unique position to be in. It's almost like, um, we're going to shift gears and put this over on the back burner and let's talk about you mm-hmm. instead of trying to help your memory at the moment. Let's, let's take a more care of yourself and your spirit in the moment um, rather than trying to give you some tips and how to remember things. Absolutely. Because if we don't, if we don't take care of those root things that are happening um, within our heart, like, trying to remember stuff doesn't really matter at the end of the day, right? Because this, these problems that um, we're not dealing with um, in our heart or in our spirit, um, they just always resurface. And so um, we want to take care of those things. Again, going back to this whole psychoneuroimmunology thing, like our cognitive function is not going to be where it needs to be if if we have these unmet needs um, or things that aren't taken care of in yeah. our heart. Isn't it crazy to think that sometimes we look past this through everyday life until tragedy happens? Absolutely. And it shouldn't be the back burner. It should be right. up front. Right. Regularly. Because mm-hmm. yeah. life is just, we just get on autopilot, don't we? Right? We go to work, we come home, we cook dinner, we do the laundry, yeah. we take care of the dogs, like all the things that are just kind of these routine things that we do. And we can push these things that, kind of under the rug that we haven't paid attention to in a long time. And then the day comes, Mm -hmm. right, that you go to the doctor and you get that diagnosis and you're like, and then guess what? Just comes right out. Yeah. You know? And snowball effect. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I would imagine too, speaking as a guy, we're really good at, at suppressing (laughs) feelings. And I would imagine that, yeah, it, it, almost bursts, I would imagine, when, when a bad situation presents itself or the di- uh, diagnosis happens, that it does. Everything comes up. Mm-hmm. And um, there's it's not a quick fix, is it? No, absolutely. It's not. Uh, we want it to be, but it's not. Um, we can put a Band-Aid on it for a certain time, but then the Band-Aid loses its stickiness, right? It comes right yeah. back off. But, yeah. And I think a lot of that is is what I refer to as um, the meaning-making meaning making matrix right and we've we've touched on that everybody's story is unique and it's sacred to themselves and and the um, situation that they're walking through at the moment Um, and so a part of my job is coming in as um, spiritual care or a pastoral counselor um, is really just walking you through the developing story that you're going into um because we know that that cancer is not just this um, one time event, like it keeps coming and we keep having to have treatments and we keep having to go back and have six month checkups or year checkups. Mm. And so it's like this thing, you know, it's like this backpack that you always have to carry with you. Um, And it doesn't matter whether you were diagnosed last week or 10 years ago. um, It's this backpack that always travels around with you. And, um, and so we have to define the matrix. What is the matrix of this story that we're walking through? And so um, when we're faced with kind of a life-threatening illness or cancer or whatever it is, like 
existential questions just pop out of our heart and out of our mind. And they just tend to keep resurfacing if we don't take care of them mm. at the at the beginning. And mm. so, you know, it's one of those spiritual care is one of those things. It's always better to be uh, proactive rather than reactive. Yeah. Because oh, it's I... easy to go down a slippery slope quickly. <laughs> yeah. Our minds can help with that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so because everybody's story is different, you know, the interesting thing is some people, and as y'all see, you know, people coming into the, to the center, like some people come in and they're like, hey, I got this. This is going to be no big deal. Like, I, I got this. And then other people come in and they're collapsing. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Internally collapsing. And then sometimes they're physically collapsing too. Right. right. Um, because the grief and the stress of having a cancer diagnosis, just that's just how they're reacting. And again, we talked about that. We touched on that. Everybody's going to handle these things differently. Um, and so part of the job is um, a spiritual care is whether you're coming in and you ha- are able to have this mindset of, I got this, I'm going to do this. Like, that's great. I can come in and and help sit with you and let's push you even further so that you're even stronger in your convictions and how you're feeling in your spirit. But if you're also collapsing, then I can sit and talk with you and we can start there and move forward. And Mm -hmm. so that's the beautiful thing about um, tending to our spirit. It's it's something that's never finished, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Because we're always um, changing and evolving as we are as we are in, in our humanness, right? Mm-hmm. Every single mm-hmm. day, the experiences that, that we live with, um, our you families, have, our jobs. You have to be super flexible, don't you? You have to be very flexible, yes. <laughs> I mean, you really do. Uh-huh. Just listening to this is, um, it's, it, 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 make, it makes me appreciate um, people who are in your position to be able to help those that are in need. A lot of times I feel like I'm a detective and I'm, I'm trying to figure out very quickly, like what is the greatest need in this moment that I can help you get to a place where you feel um, stabilized or settled in your heart. And then guess what? Tomorrow may be a totally different thing and that's okay. We can work on that then, but today here's the biggest need and let's work through that one. You know, oftentimes here at the center, we talk about how cancer is just not about the survivor. It's also about the caregiver, the family, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that spiritual care could benefit anybody involved in that person's life. Right. Because the the person who may be having the collapsing faith absolutely may not be the patient. The patient Mm -hmm. may be gung-ho and like, I got this, Mm -hmm. I'm doing this. And it's the spouse or the child or something. And it's like, wait, what? Mom has cancer? Mm -hmm. I I don't know what to do with this. I can't process it. I got I can't. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Well, I, I tell you, this is what's unique about the Survivorship Center. Um, and many of you are going to go, oh, yeah, we know that. Um, but there's no manual to survivorship. Mm-mm. There's no manual, right, you mean Pam? we don't have one? We don't. <laughs> we, we've written it, right? Uh, and we, we, we're not done. And we're yeah. not done. And we're not done. And, and the beauty of what we do um, is by way of the flexibility of our foundation, the Harrington Cancer and Health Foundation, which is a community-based foundation here in Amarillo that serves the 26 counties of the Texas Panhandle. doesn't matter where you're treated, whether it's at uh, here a, a, a treatment center here locally or whether it is at a uh, treatment center in Houston. You know, it doesn't matter. You live here, we have resources for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have needs, we, we're going to figure it out. We're going to find a way to f- help 
find something for those needs. And so one of the things that, that, you know, we're going to begin offering is spiritual care. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a point to this podcast. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> there usually is. There right? usually is. I mean, the, the point is we want to educate you guys as to what spiritual care is. And I hope that we've done, we, Mary Margaret has done a great job mm-hmm. of educating of what spiritual care is and what spiritual care isn't. But we, we want to make sure that, um, you know, we're not just saying, hey, here it is. Here's some information. Go, go forth and figure it out. We're going to begin offering a spiritual care group. And um, that's what's most important is that we want to try to figure out how best to help our survivors here locally. And I think, um, you know, uh, this is one more piece. And our puzzle is not done yet, Pam. I know. It's not. Just when <laughs> I you... feel like it's a, like a thousand piece puzzle and it just keeps growing. Well, I, it, it or feels. Or a puzzle with no edges. <laughs> there you oh. go. Oh. <laughs> Those are difficult sometimes. Yeah, it feels like that puzzle that there's like five missing pieces or ten missing pieces that you can't find, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then we find it like spiritual care, and we go, "Oh, I found it," and put it yeah. in, and I, and it's like, "Ooh!" And I then feel- somebody takes another piece <laughs> to find something else. Right? Yep. So you know that's that's the point of this is to to let everyone know about spiritual care and the fact too that that we're going to be and we'll share with you before we're done about our upcoming group starting in September. But Mary Margaret, is there anything else that around spiritual care that maybe our survivors need to know about? I really just think spiritual care really just has one main ambition, and it's just to help a human being who is going through crisis um, while appealing just to our spirit or our faith or our spirituality just within us as common humans, right? Yeah. And and as as humans, we might call it something different. That's okay. Um, we all have a spirit, and we need to tend to it. And Absolutely. make sure it's in a healthy place. You know, it's a very good point. We've talked about, right, people that say, well, I don't know. I don't really feel much like a survivor. Right. Well, they told me I'm not a survivor till X number of years past whatever milestone. Mm-hmm. And to which we respond, well, that's great. You know, we consider you a survivor from the moment of your diagnosis. But ultimately, it's just a label, Right. right. And it, it, it matters on what we can do to help you and matters what we can do to, to, to move that forward. Call it what you want, right? Call it, call spiritual care what you want, but it's, it's a matter of getting, getting the assistance and the help that you need. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Mar- Mary Margaret, that leads us to our last segment. It's our auto ink inspiring moment. Do you have a moment that you can share with our listeners? I think, I think for me, it's, it's so rewarding. Um, you know, being a, being a chaplain here at one of the hospitals here in town, um, when I've, I've maybe spent, I can spend an hour with, with a family or I can spend weeks with a family. Um, but when one of those family members takes the time to go back and write a letter and they actually send it into the hospital, like they actually take the time to do that. And, and they say how much, having spiritual care meant to them and how it helped them process through, um, you know, the medical trauma that they were going in, which then turns into, um, uh, sorry, I just lost my word. Um, medical trauma that then goes into, can turn into grief that can turn into just other, um, mental trauma that they have to work through um, but me just being able to be there and help them walk through this process. I help them 
go through their meaning making matrix of just walking them through their individual and unique story um, just to help them go through a hard time um, and and to just make meaning of it and find purpose in it. Yeah. You know, oftentimes we don't know um, when we need things like spiritual care or mental health or an exercise class until after we've done it or been through the process. So, you know, sometimes we have to just have an open mind and um, seek those things out and learn more about them. Yeah. I mean, it's like, Pam, I know you've done some things kind of out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Um, I took you on a hike uh, to Lighthouse. (laughs) We did (laughs) our office staff. I didn't take Pam on it. That that sounded really bad. Our office staff went (laughs) on a hike to the Lighthouse at Paladuro Canyon State Park. And those of you that don't know Pam, it's safe to say Pam is not an outdoorsy person. Is that okay? That, Did that I? is 100% okay. But you know what? I am a team player, and I do go do the things that are out of my comfort uh-huh. zone. But you left there... I remember you really saying, <laughs> but I remember you saying, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it. And so the point of that is, is like, as you just said, you don't know maybe until you've done it that you go, man, I'm glad I did that. Yes. And it makes a difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I tell you, Mary Margaret, thank you for um, what you do for your patients that you see on a regular basis, but for what you do for our survivors here at the center. As I mentioned, Mary Margaret is um, involved in our memory and attention adaptation training, our MAT training uh, for cognitive um, impairment from tre- from your treatment, um, better known as MAT. Um, and she's been doing that now for um, several months, and it's mm-hmm. been in a group, in a, a, a individual format. So, it, mat training can be done. I'm going to shift gears for a second because there's a point to this. Mat training is um, individual or group, and it can be done virtual or in person. Mm-hmm. And Mary Margaret's done the virtual individual and the in person individual, mm-hmm. but we're going to do a group. Mary yep. Mar- I say we. Mary Margaret's going to do a group. You don't want Ryan to do a group. <laughs> Mary Margaret's going to do a group. Mary Margaret's going to do a group uh, starting in September, and it's going to be um, the Tuesday uh, after Labor Day, so it'll be on September the 12th. Um, really, really easy class for you to digest. Yes. It's not – it may sound hard. It may sound challenging, um, combating chemo brain and combating the, the – um, cognitive uh, uh, effects of, of treatment, but it's not terribly taxing on our survivors, right? Correct. It's, yeah. it's an up to an eight week program mm-hmm. and um, it's an hour an evening. So it's eight weeks, hour per evening. You have a little homework, but it's not terribly hard, much like our homework here that we give right. everybody. It's not terribly hard. Um, there is a workbook. There's a student book. Um, I say all of that to say, we need you to call. And RSVP for that class because we're going to limit it to four and then we're going to have another group if we need to. We'll do as many groups as we need to, but we want it, it's limited to four and it's done here at the center. And this one will be done in the evening. So those people yes. that are listening yes. that are working, um, you know, this is a great opportunity for them to come in the evening. Yep. So what? here's how you do that. You give us a call. It's area code 806-331-2400. You, whoever answers the phone can get you scheduled and get you taken care of, and we'll get you plugged into the mat training coming up uh, in September. Now, I told you, too, that we're going to start a spiritual care group, and that's going to start in September as well. Uh, it'll be on the 7th, 
and it'll be on the 21st and it'll be in the evenings as well. Um, so we'll, we're, we're still going to work out the times, but it'll be in the evening time frame. Uh, it'll be on the September calendar. If you need more information, again, you can call 806-331-2400. We'll get all your questions answered, uh, get you plugged in. If you're not getting our calendar, whatever it may be, if you just have questions, call us. We will help you. We'll get you plugged into the people like that, like Mary Margaret that we have that, that work with us. We have such an amazing group of instructors and it continues to grow and evolve. Yes, every day. Almost every day. <laughs> almost every day. Well, again, thank you, Mary Margaret, for joining us and for sharing with us about um, what you're passionate about is, you know, with spiritual care and um, helping our survivors. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. It's my honor. Absolutely. It's been it's been wonderful. And Pam, I think we've left them enough homework. Yes. You know, if you're not getting the calendar, give us a call. 806-331-2400. Check us out on Facebook or on um, the Internet. Two yeah. for survivorship.org. There's many ways to get that calendar. You can come by and uh, get a calendar in the foyer of the building. So, yep. And absolutely, you know, the thing about it is those cooler months are coming. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's warm. Everybody may not want to be outside. Maybe you don't do well in the heat. Um, the cooler months are coming. And so uh, we will begin to have some things outdoors. We'll, we'll have a few things going on and, and, and stay tuned for all of those things. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, listen, thank you for joining us. Share this podcast with your friends, family members who, who need to know about this. Um, you know, the thing else I forgot to say too, is that with a spiritual care group is not just for the survivors, right? It is for your loved one as well. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure or, or caregiver, uh, whoever that may be, just know that it's, uh, we're, we're, we're going to take care of everyone. Much uh, like a lot of our activities on the calendar do focus on um, the survivor, but the caregiver is encouraged to come to that's this. That's right. That's right. So make sure you, you engage them. Uh, make sure you share this podcast with them. And then join us next time for another great episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Thanks again for listening to Beyond the Ribbon. We'd like to extend a special thanks to the Auto Inc. family of dealerships as they have supported the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center since 2016. For more information on the Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website at 24survivorship.org.